Good morning, everyone. And good morning to our friends that are watching online. I know a lot of our friends are on vacation right now. So if you're watching online, write in the comments. Let us know where you are. And we will be there to visit you very shortly uh, as soon as service is done. So I wanted to say to everybody, a great big Merry Christmas. Yes, I know. It's, uh, it's Christmas in July. We still have these wonderful stockings that you can get out at this entrance. Um, our Christmas stockings go to the Salvation Army. Um, we do this every July for them, and it's awesome. Um, and we also have Christmas in July this Wednesday at 6 o'clock. Um, our youth and kids will be packing shoe boxes through the Methodist Church that go uh, around the world, these shoe boxes go, um, to kids in need. And we ask for $5 to help with shipping uh, for our families to bring that on Wednesday at 6 o'clock. And it is for our youth and kids, but if you're young at heart, you're welcome to come help us too. Um, lastly, Pastor Sam's Bible study is absolutely amazing. I heard it's the best Bible study, let's say, in the nation, in the world, in the world. And it is at 11 o'clock on Wednesdays. You can come in person or Wednesday nights at six is on Facebook Live. And if, if you were here this past week and you helped with the exceptional persons party, would you stand to raise your hand so we could just see who you are if you helped with the exceptional persons party this past Wednesday. Thank you. They did an awesome, awesome job. And I think we have some pictures of it. I want you to see how great this event was um, as we throw a party uh, every year for this. And it's one of the coolest things that we get to do. So thank you so much to everyone who helped with that and helped touch some lives. Let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Loving God, we are so thankful that we can come together and worship this morning. We pray that you'll calm our hearts and our minds and help us focus on you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
Please remain standing and join us in the affirmation of faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. May be seated. Good morning and welcome to all of you. So, uh, hello and hello to all of you who are worshiping with us via live stream. Hi mom, hi Tammy, love y'all. Okay, just had to get that out of the way. Um, I'm glad that you're here with us. This is a time that we have set aside to, um, to receive the tithes and offerings of the church. Thank you for your always generous support of our ministries here in the church. Really, uh, we can't do it unless everybody pitches in together. So thank you for giving your time. Thank you for giving your great talents and, and the gifts that God has given you. And thank you for giving your tithes and offerings. You can give online and you can also give as the plate comes by and you can text to give. We have all kinds of ways that you can give and we're praying that God will use all of it for his glory. Will you join me as we pray? Our kind and gracious Heavenly Father, every good and perfect gift comes from your hands and we are so thankful. As we think about what we can give to you, how we can share, how we can give our lives and our tithes and offerings and our service to you, I pray that you would open our eyes and help us to give cheerfully and to give in such a way that we know that it will bless others. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
you. Please remain standing, and the children are going to go to um, Children's Church now. Oh, you can be seated. I, I'm, I was thought we were about to sing, but we're not about to sing. But we are about to go to Children's Church, so follow Miss Catherine over here to your right and to my left, and they're going to head out to Children's Church as we have our morning prayer time. Um, we want to encourage you to, to fill out prayer cards that you'll find in, in the back of your pews um, and give us your prayer requests. You can email them to us, fumcgadston at fumcgadston.org, fumc at fumcgadston.org. I'll get it right in a minute. You can just tell us. Uh, we have a prayer team that prays every week over the requests that we receive. If you've got a praise report, please let us know, and we love to praise the Lord with you. I got a praise report this morning, little Asher May. Uh, Collins is back home. She had, she had uh, some pretty involved surgery at Vanderbilt today, and she's back. And she is a trooper. I'm telling you what, if we were all as tough and brave as that little girl, then... So little Asher May's back home. Keep her in your prayers. But, but things like that, we love to celebrate, and, and we also uh, love to, to pray for those needs. Will you join me now as we go to the Lord in prayer? Our kind and gracious Heavenly Father, we praise you because you are good and your steadfast love endures forever. We praise you because you are faithful and every single morning you give new mercies to us even before we think about it. We join with the morning stars to form a part of that mighty chorus to offer our praise just because of who you are, not just because of what you've done for us. We confess as we stand before you that we don't live up to our end of the bargain. We uh, fail and we fall and we get out of line of your will. So forgive us, we pray, as we confess before you that we are not always what we should be. We don't live up to the glorious standard that you have for us when you created us on purpose with a purpose. So God, we pray that you would just wash us clean right now that you would create in each of us a new heart and renew a right spirit within each of us. Uh, because God, whatever we have done, you wait for us with open arms and we wanna fall into your arms today as we worship together. Thank you for all of the good things that you have done. Thank you for those tough lessons too, Lord, the ones that we learn the hard way because those are the ones that stick with us sometimes. Thank you for being such a good, good father to us. Teach us now to pray the prayer that you taught your disciples when you said, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
Okay, now it's time. Will you join me as we stand up and sing about the sweet hour of prayer, number 496 in your hand. I'll stand as you're able and sing as you're able.
well, that was fun. It, we, ha we have the bestest choir and bestest uh, musicians, the bestest choir leader. And y'all, I do, I, I wasn't just joking when I said it's fun. It's fun to sing in the choir. So, so if, you've got, if you can carry a tune in the bucket and you want to have fun with this choir, then um, JT's in a receptive mood. Let's just put it like that. So thank you. It's good to be back with you. And it's, it's good to have uh, Pastor Andy, my wingman, who, who preached uh, some difficult passages from Amos. You got, you got the Amos passages. I made sure of that while I was gone. You got the Amos passages. <laughs> but listen, there's, there's nothing better. And, and it's so wonderful to have great staff that I can depend on to take care of everything, except, they, except my, my office was flooded. I will, I will say that was less than, less than optimal when I got back. But it's good now, and, and I'm glad to be back. And... Um, Luke chapter 11, that's where we're going to go right now. Luke chapter 11 is our gospel for this Sunday, verses 1 through 13. He was praying in a certain place, and after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. He said, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins for we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us and do not bring us to the time of trial. And he said to them, suppose one of you had a friend and you go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves of bread for a friend of mine has arrived and I have nothing to set before him. And he answers from within, do not bother me. The door has already been locked and my children are in bed with me. I cannot come and get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, at least because of his persistence, he will get up and give him whatever he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given you. Search and you will find, knock and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks receives and everyone who searches finds and everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you if your child asked you for a fish would give him a snake instead of a fish? Or if your child asked for an egg will give a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, I want to get your feedback on something today. Um, it's, it's my belief that... Uh, who is saying something is just as important as what is being said. So let me see what you think about it and, and you know, get your fingers ready because I, I want to know on a scale of 1 to 10 how important you think it is, uh, not just what is being said, but who is doing the talking. Out of 1 to 10, how many? Yeah. Do jazz hands because you know that it's important. Because you know that sometimes people could use words 
but they've got an agenda or they're trying to manipulate or they've got an axe to grind or something and sometimes they just flat out don't mean what they say okay because they're untrustworthy let me give you an example this comes from Luke chapter 4 verses 10 and 11 so uh, again I'm just going to ask for your participation this time just close your eyes for a second and listen to these beautiful words all right, this is from Luke 4, 10, and 11. Listen to these beautiful words. It is written, he will command his angels concerning you to protect you, and on their hands they will bear you up so that you will not dash your foot against the stone. Okay, open your eyes. Don't, don't go sleep or anything. Just Aren't those beautiful, beautiful words? They originally came from Psalm 91, that that wonderful Psalm 91 about God being our refuge. But who said them, Bible trivia students? Who said them? Down here, down front, who said those words? The devil said those words, yes, good job. The devil said those words because the devil was trying to manipulate Jesus into jumping down from the pinnacle of the temple to prove that he was the son of God. So it wasn't the words, it was who was saying it, okay? So, verily, verily, Pastor Sam says unto you, it is just as important who is saying it as what is being said, right? Um, I'll give you another example, and this one is a little bit more contemporary than, than Luke chapter four, uh, but, and you don't have to close your eyes on this one. I just want you to, to listen carefully to these words. Okay, listen carefully to these words. We tolerate no one in our ranks who attacks the idea of Christianity. Our movement is Christian. Okay, who said those words? Now, superstar Sheila Freeman, Thursday night service, she she knew because of a class that she had taken that those words came from Adolf Hitler in, 19, in October of 1928, to be exact. Yeah. Okay, and then he, then he systematically proceeded to try to dismantle the church and, and, and seize all of the power. But that's what he said. So it's not just what is being said, it's who is saying it. That's why today from, I want us to approach Luke chapter 11, verses 1 through 13, from the angle of who is talking. We're going to look who's talking and see what that means. Well, first, as we begin the chapter, the disciples are talking. Now, who are the disciples? They're they're learners. We're not one of the 12 apostles, but we're disciples because we're all learning. Anybody out there that's still trying to learn, then we're trying to learn about Jesus. We're disciples. So they are asking Jesus, Jesus, teach us to pray a prayer. Teach us a prayer. John the Baptist taught his, his disciples a prayer. We want you to teach us a prayer because obviously Jesus was praying all the time and Jesus was, was very, very good at it, of course. So teach us, Lord. Now, that sounds kind of funny the way they would say that, but it was not uncommon in Jesus' day in ancient times for a rabbi to teach his students a prayer. Apparently, John the Baptist had given his students, his, his followers, a prayer. And, and so this is a reminder to us that prayer is, is more than just a yearning of our hearts. Prayer is a learned experience. 
So we're still supposed to be learning and growing in our, in our prayer life. Uh, we need to get beyond uh, God great and God is good for our food and not lay me down to sleep, okay? We should grow in our prayer life as we grow in our spiritual life. That's how so the disciples asked Jesus to give them a prayer. And Jesus' response is what we commonly know as the Lord's Prayer. Okay, so now who's talking shifts? First it was the disciples. Now, who's talking? Look who's talking in the Lord's Prayer. This is Jesus. This is the perfect teacher. Now many of us try to be teachers, and, and some of us might be good teachers but we're not the perfect teacher. And Jesus was the perfect, most wise teacher who ever taught a student. Because Jesus' words weren't just about God. Jesus was the word of God. Jesus didn't just give wise words. Jesus was wisdom in a human body. And, and Jesus didn't just tell the truth. Jesus was the truth. So, so here's what Jesus said, the perfect prayer. I'm going to read it again. Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins. For we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us. And do not bring us to the time of trial. Now, I don't know about you, but that's not the way I learned it. <laughs> The way we learned it and the way we said it a few minutes ago is, is, comes from another gospel uh, and, and the words just kind of fit better. Once you, do you remember the first time you learned the Lord's Prayer? I'll be honest with you, I don't. It's been so long. And I, because I don't know if I learned it at my mother's feet or my grandmother's feet or in vacation Bible school or Sunday school class or, or confirmation. I don't know where I learned it. I don't ever remember not knowing the Lord's Prayer like the back of my hand, okay? Um, but there's, there's a danger in knowing something so well, um, isn't there? So it, it, it makes me have to come back around, to loop back around and ask myself a question. Am I still willing to sit at the feet of the perfect teacher and learn something from this prayer? Because I need to. I'm still trying to learn. I, I don't mean that I need to memorize the prayer because I got that down. But I do need to take this prayer into my heart like a medicine. You see? And I do need to let it work on me like a medicine. Because honestly, when I say, Father, your kingdom come, I'm still trying to take that heart. Because a lot of the time, I want Sam's will to be done and not necessarily God's will to be done. I, I'm concerned about my will. I want what I want when I want it, right? But when I say, God, your kingdom come, your will be done, then what I'm having to do is let go of mine, right? Let go, let go of my control. Let go of my will. When I say, may your, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven, then I'm asking God, do I know what I'm asking? Do I know that I'm asking that, that the earth, that my world start to look like heaven? 
Am I willing to be a part of that kingdom work? Am I willing to find something here in my world that doesn't look like heaven and make it look more like heaven? Am I willing really to do that? So Jesus is the perfect teacher. Will we still sit at his feet? Will we commit ourselves to be lifelong learners? I want to do that to you. Will we take his yoke upon us, which is the, what the words they used about a rabbi, will we take his yoke upon us? That's what this stole represents, by the way. It represents the yoke of Christ. Will we take his yoke upon us, learn from him? Because we become like whom, who we pursue. Whatever we chase after, we start to look like. I want it to be Jesus for you and me. Well, we learn from him about prayer, the perfect teacher. Jesus tells two stories here to illustrate this point. Remember, we're looking from the angle of who's talking here because barely, barely, Pastor Sam says unto you that that is who is talking is just as important as what is said. Who's talking in verses 5 through 10 in this story? The ultimate caring friend is who's talking here. Jesus is, is talking a story about a friend from the perspective of himself being the perfect caring friend. What if you had a friend, Jesus said, and you went to him at midnight, knocked on his door and said, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread, for my friend has arrived, and I have nothing to set before him. Okay. Time out. Pause for a second here. Let's make sure we know what's going on. In the ancient culture that Jesus lived in in the first century, in the Near East, the rule of hospitality was very, very important. It was just hard and fast rule of hospitality. It wasn't just, as we would say in the South, rude not to be hospitable. It was considered to put you under God's judgment if you were not hospitable. Uh, you were judged by God and you were scorned by society. And so here's the way it worked. A stranger comes into town and you welcome them. You don't just give them the side eye and say, you're not from around here, are you? Um, you welcome them. You actively welcome them. And if they need shelter, you give them shelter. If they need something to eat or drink, you give them something to eat or drink. So it wasn't just being rude or, or socially incorrect in fact when you welcome the stranger the scripture says you could be welcoming an angel unaware right so it's important in Jesus's day so that was a stranger so how much more would you welcome a friend let's say a friend comes into town and in Jesus and you say well they came late at night why didn't they call ahead well duh they didn't have a phone okay all right, well, why didn't they just go to the Hampton Inn and stay? Why didn't they barge in on your home? They didn't have a Hampton Inn. But if they're hungry, Pastor, ain't they could have gone to the Waffle House? They didn't have a Waffle House, although we do. And that's not pretty good. Um, so it was you in your house. Knock, knock, it's your friend. They need somewhere to stay. They need something to eat. And you're unprepared, okay, because you didn't know. You were planning on making some bread tomorrow, but right now you're out. The pantries are bare. So you go next door to your friend's house. Knock, knock, who's there? A friend in need, right? 
And Jesus is pointing in this teaching, the point is, if a grumpy, sleepy, imperfect friend would get up and wake his children up by stepping over his children to give you some bread, how much more would the perfect, loving, caring, ultimate friend give daily bread for those who ask and keep on asking, who search and keep on searching, who knock and keep on knocking? How, this is one of those how much more stories. How much more would the perfect, ultimate caring friend do that for you and for me? So when we learn about prayer, we look who's talking is the perfect teacher and is the ultimate caring friend. He tells another story, verses 11 through 13. Who is talking here? The wisest, most loving parent who ever was. Because Jesus said, don't you remember when he said, here's how you pray? You pray, our Father. Our Father. Think about the revolutionary nature of those two words, both of them, our and Father. We're coming to our Father, uh, the one with whom we have an intimate relationship, the one who is wise and loving, and the one who knows us better than we know ourselves. The wise parent, because every parent knows that, that, that children need more than just somebody to hand them something. Children need discipline. Don't we, children? We need discipline. Y'all are not smiling too much this morning. I don't know what that means. We need, we need discipline. Hebrews 12, 6 says that God disciplines those that he loves. And, and our Father loves us. The wise and loving parent knows that his children need guidance and boundaries. We need guidance and boundaries. Don't we, children? Yes, there you go. Now you're catching on. And Jesus didn't leave us out by ourselves when it comes to guidance and instructions. As a matter of fact, Jesus gave us a whole lot of example and a whole lot of words about how we ought to love God and love each other. And Jesus said in 1421, John 1421, whoever has my commandments and obeys them, he's the one who loves me. So, yes, oh how I love Jesus, but Jesus gave us some guidelines, some instructions. If parents don't give guidance and discipline to their child, then they end up with a spoiled brat. Can I get an amen? <laughs> okay? If, if no discipline and no guidance are given, then you get a spoiled brat. And God loves us too much to want us to be spoiled brats. That's how much God loves us. So we're going to close by coming back around to who is talking. Because who is talking is as important as what is said. In the Gospels, in the Gospel of Luke chapter 11. Who's talking are, are disciples wanting to learn. And the perfect teacher who is willing to teach. Here's our challenge. In 2022. Are we still wanting to learn? And don't be too quick to answer yes. Because sometimes we just think. Okay well I'm tired. I'm tired. I've been scared. Or I've already heard that. No you haven't. Because it's always new. It's always fresh for everyone who's wanting to learn. 
The Holy Spirit is always going to teach us something new. If we are willing to learn, are we willing to keep a beginner's mind? No matter how many years you've been doing this, will you keep a beginner's mind and learn from the perfect teacher? Will you learn from the one that will only ever tell you the truth? The one that will never try to manipulate us or, and only has our best interests in heart? Will you be a learner? Are we willing to learn about the life and teachings of Jesus? That's who we're trying to be like. Isn't it amazing how many people love to quote random passages in the Bible without actually striving to know the person of Jesus Christ who is truth, who is wisdom, who is the word of God, who is the perfect teacher? There is no substitute, fellow students. There's no substitutes for knowing Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Read the whole Bible, yes, but saturate yourself with the Gospels because that tells you that Jesus is and who we're trying to be like. Who's talking? The ultimate caring friend. The wisest, most loving parent. So our challenge, 2022, is to trust completely. Because Jesus is the ultimate friend, the wise and loving parent. And if we, as imperfect friends as we are, can still be trusted to help our friends, how much more can we trust Jesus? How much more could we go down, even at midnight, <laughs> and keep on asking and keep on knocking, keep on searching? A friend that laid down his life for us, a friend that's closer than a brother, how much more could we trust him? If we, as imperfect parents, if my children were here, they would, they would say amen. Imperfect parents, you know, imperfect, trying to do the best, but we, we're imperfect, right? Fallible. If we would seek the best for our children and only their best, how much more would our loving Heavenly Father seek only the best for us, even if it hurts a little bit, okay? So will we trust? That's our challenge. Will we trust enough to welcome what God wants to give, even if it feels like discipline? Will we trust enough to release what God wants to take, even if it means change? We don't like change. Will we trust, even if we don't understand what's happening? Y'all, there are lots of times that we don't. Even if we don't understand what happens, we trust because we know that God is great and God is good. God is love. And that's it. Amen. Would we trust him? Fellow disciples, fellow children of the Heavenly Father, may it be so for us today. Let's pray. Oh Lord, we are thankful that you call us friend. What a friend we have in you. We're thankful to be children of a Heavenly Father who loves us so, so much and redeems us. We're thankful that you are the perfect teacher and, and that with the Holy Spirit we can, we can bring to mind everything that you have said and talked to us and try to learn to live that out even better. Help us, Holy Spirit, to do that. We trust you, Lord, even when we don't understand, we trust you. In Jesus' name.
name we pray. Amen. Now, number 526 is one of uh, my favorite hymns, and I can, uh, I can still hear uh, my grandmother singing this hymn. What a friend we have in Jesus. But here, I want you to know this before we stand and sing together. I want you to know, uh, as always, when we, when we sing our closing worship hymn, um, it is more than just a hymn of benediction. It is a hymn of invitation. And you are invited to come and pray at the altar if you wish to. Now, you don't have to, but you're invited to come if you wish to, to pray at the altar. If you want me to pray with you, I will. If you want Pastor Andy to, he will. If you want to pray by yourself, you can do that. Um, the doors of the church are open for you. And in the celebration service, we had, uh, we had someone join the church, move their membership um, Michelle Morgan moved her membership from Canterbury Methodist Church to, to our church. She's been a part of our, our worship, celebration of worship for a long time, and she moved her membership today. Our doors of our church are open if you'd like to do the same or if you want to make your profession of faith in Christ and join that way. I want to remind you you can do that. Will you sing with me, 526? Let's stand together as we're able. receive this benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. <laughs>